Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated, non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. In this podcast, we will discuss pop culture and pop culture conspiracy theories and the cases around them. Today, we're talking about the Mandela Effect and all the craziness that has followed it. Hello everyone, on today's episode of Cold Facts Hot Takes, I, May McFarlane, and my co-host, Paige Yurchek are talking about the infamous Mandela effect and how this theory has impacted pop culture. Welcome, Paige. <laughs> Welcome to Cold Facts Hot Takes. Thank you. I'm excited for this one. This is such a good and interesting topic. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something that I've thought about quite a bit, and I'm excited to start talking about it, bring it to light a little bit. Yeah, dig into it a little right. bit more. And I think I've mentioned this like just in us talking about it, but like this on Tumblr... Crazy. Like, I remember being like 13 and like learning about this for the first time and being like, oh my God, this is, this is crazy. This is it. Oh, totally. And Reddit too. I think yeah, that's, Reddit. you can get pretty deep on Reddit. And there's always a couple, like a couple times a year, there's a good like Twitter thread mm. about it. And it's usually like all the same kind of stuff, but it's, it's, people get really freaked out by this. And I mean, Hey. I do too, but so Paige, this was your idea to talk about. Do you want to get started and give us a little bit of the background? Totally. So the Mandela effect, um, that phrase was coined in 2009 by Fiona Broom. Broom was at a conference talking with other people about how she remembered the tragedy of former South African president uh, Nelson Mandela's death in a South African prison in the 1980s. However, Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s in a prison. He passed away in 2013. And then we can get into the definition of the Mandela effect as well, um, which the Mandela effect is a phenomenon in which a person or a group of people have false or distorted memories. And I think that, like, the namesake of it, like, the death of Nelson Mandela, I think that is just so fascinating because people, I think people did think that he died. You know, he was in prison for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe culturally he wasn't, you know, um, alive, but... I remember when he died in 2013, so I just think it's so fascinating that people, you know, like collectively thought that he had passed in the 80s when obviously there's tons and tons of proof right. <laughs> for the other. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, I think that one's so crazy, but I guess there are some explanations that we can give mm-hmm. some credit to, and the first one that, like, is my favorite, mm-hmm. and it's probably, like, the least likely, but I think it's the most fun it's alternate realities. And so that kind of comes from the idea of like multiple realities all happening at once. And like the movie Tenet, which won an Academy Award this past weekend for Ooh. for best fight scene or something. <laughs> I'm, it, like Best stunts or something ridiculous. How iconic. Ugh, it was such a good movie. <laughs> but it like that movie deal. And this is not a spoiler alert. 
might be, but it's not. It deals a lot with, you know, alternate realities and multiple realities happening at once and how people can go back and forth between them. And this is all an idea from quantum physics, and it can explain why there are people who have the same memories of events that didn't happen in this reality, though. So, like, the idea of alternate realities is unfalsible, meaning there is no way to truly disprove that these other universes don't exist, which Paige personally scares the crap out of me. <laughs> because, like, we can't say that it's not true, but we can't yeah. say that it is true. But, like, quantum physics and, like, this whole the circular... um Oh, gosh. It's circular time travel, but circular realities are, like, an actual thing that's being mm-hmm. studied right now. And yeah. it's just so, like, crazy to me. But another, like, part of the alternate realities idea is time travel, which I believe in. Oh, totally. I think it's definitely possible, especially with, like, the technology we have now. Definitely. But in an article from, from Forbes... Um, there's an example of, like, how to explain time travel, which I think is pretty good. So, mm-hmm. basically, what does time travel look like in physics? And the answer is, imagine that you buy a plane ticket from LAX and circumnavigate the world, only land back at LAX. You return to the exact same spot you left. You can also imagine doing the same thing through space-time, only instead of just returning to the same spot you left, you also return to the same time you left. And so, like, that whole idea is called a closed time, like, curve. And it's, like, one of the ways you can time travel. Mm -hmm. So, basically, like, you're just repassing through the same, like, time plane to get back, which just freaks me out. But I think that's, like, a pretty, like, plausible thing for this whole Mandela effect. I mean, it's kind of far-fetched, but there is, like, science behind it. No, and I I definitely think that it's possible, like you said, and it can happen I mean, if I was a time traveler and I had to go back and I had to change, if I wanted to like test out my time mm-hmm. travel, time travel abilities, you know, yeah. I would change little things like the Mandela effect does. Yes. So, I mean, then you'd be able to test, you know, did I actually time travel? And there it is. There it is for real. Yeah. Do you want to get into this next one? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So another uh, explanation that we found for the Mandela effect is false memories uh, just a coincidence that a group of people all remember an, inve- an event incorrectly. Um, a false memory refers to cases in which people remember events differently from the way they happened, or in the most dramatic case, remember events that never happened at all. False memories can be very vivid and held with high confidence, and it can be difficult to convince someone that the memory in question is wrong. And psychologists have studied false memories in laboratory situations in which events are well-controlled and it can be known exactly what transpired. Yeah, and I think false memories are pretty interesting because that is a pretty, like, automatic trauma response. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of, like, science behind false memories just as because our brains are, you know, like, the most, like, unknown part of the human body. Right. It is so expansive and, like the way they react to anything is so complicated, but that kind of goes into confabulation, which is our next, you know, possible explanation. And it's how your brain tries to fill in gaps in your memory with fabrication. And that it's, it's lying, but not lying. Right. Basically it's your brain lying to you just to make sense of everything. So 
this can be done with or without meaning to, which mm-hmm. is so interesting to me because it goes into that false memories thing and it's like a coping mechanism, right? basically. But So it just involves your brain filling in the gaps that are missing in your memories to make more sense of them. And like confabulation tends to increase with age. Mm-hmm. So like the older you are, you know, say, oh, gosh, I don't remember freshman year of college. This must have this must have been what happened or right. whatever, you know, like. It's your brain trying to convince yourself that how something happened if you don't remember all of the details. Yeah, which I think is so fascinating mm-hmm. and definitely could be part of this original Mandela effect mm-hmm. idea, you know, the original story. Right. But so those are so three of these possible explanations for the Mandela effect phenomena. Let's take a break real quick and then we'll come back and talk about some of these popular examples of the Mandela effect. Thank you to Devani's Pizza and Hot Hokies for sponsoring Cold Facts and Hot Takes. This is a Twin Cities original location for legendary pizza and hot hokies. For more information, visit Devani's.com. Okay, Paige, let's talk about some of these examples. Let's get into the it. Mandela effect. This first one, I think, is probably <laughs> the most widely known one. Right. And probably the most upsetting one. So it's the Berenstain Bears versus the Berenstain Bears. And I have a vivid memory of it being Berenstain. It's definitely not. It's, it's Berenstain, most definitely Berenstain. <laughs> which is so upsetting. And uh, I don't know. And I like. There's the PBS show of it, and I could swear it's Steen. Mm-hmm. I have books at home. I like vividly remember like reading them as a kid, mm-hmm. and no, it's it so upsetting. I don't know why it's so upsetting, but it is. Just no, it for sure feels is. like a lie. I I can confidently say that if I time traveled right now to ten years ago and I looked at my books, they mm-hmm. would say Berenstein. Yeah, no, I can. I second that. I really do. <laughs> I just think, and this one is one that like people on Twitter and on Tumblr get like the most heated yep. about because it's recent enough where we're all like young adults mm-hmm. where we like remember reading these books. And so I think that, oh, this one makes me upset. <laughs> this makes me angry. But this next one, I didn't really like notice this one but like now that i'm like looking at this example mm-hmm. it does frustrate me and it's the looney tunes mandela effect so is it looney tunes like t-o-o-n-z or looney tunes like music tunes it turns out it's tunes like music and that one just does not make any sense to me not at all because as in like cartoons, yeah. it would make sense because Looney Tunes is a cartoon. Therefore, T O O N Z would make much more sense. Yeah. Rather than the musical, is they don't sing or anything in this I don't, one. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I don't know. I think this one, they missed an opportunity for right. branding. <laughs> of course. Um, the next one drove me insane <laughs> when I saw it. I, I can say that I yelled out loud. Mm-hmm. Um. It's Pikachu, whether or not he has a black stripe on the end of his tail. And he doesn't. Which makes me so uncomfortable because I feel like that's, like, so iconic to see that he does. But also, like, when I think about that, I'm like, okay, well, I can also see it clearly in my head without it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things that, like, this one, 
definitely is a good example of it because it's just like a wide common one where Mm -hmm. people will draw it or you know if you're describing pikachu you have a black stripe on his tail right but like i can like vividly see it without it in my head yeah i remembered uh in middle school Mm -hmm. we we made like big drawings of different characters and mine and my partner's was pikachu and i vividly remember putting a black stripe on its tail and i was like Mm -hmm. wow this is i remember doing that but i guess i was a I was a victim of the Mandela effect. Yeah, you were. There it was. <laughs> well, okay, this one. This one, okay, I think this one. This next one's a huge one, and right. I think it's largely contested, but it is the Star Wars Mandela effect. And so in the second of the original three Star Wars movies, at the end, you know, Luke and Darth Vader are duking it out, and Darth Vader says, Luke, I am your father. Well wrong he does not say that he says no i am your father and i think that one it's like the most one of the most quoted lines of all cinematic history biggest plot twist ever and we've been all saying it wrong forever but i think it's the no i'm your father makes more sense and i feel like that's like it's less dramatic Mm -hmm. with that but the scene just makes it so much more dramatic but I think that one, it's pretty heavily contested, but if, like, you go back and watch it, mm-hmm. you can obviously hear that it's not Luke, but it's no. Right. I think that one is just insane because mm-hmm. it's a pivotal moment in movies that tons of people have seen, whereas these other ones, I can kind of get away with it, you know? Yeah. I can push it to the side because it's like, oh, we just remembered it wrong, you know? Yeah. The Pikachu one, we didn't remember it, Bernstein Bears, whatever. But this is so pivotal and so recent. Yeah. You know, I mean, not so recent, but it's so many people have seen it well, recently. Well, it's so relevant. Relevant, right, it's right. Like, and I didn't start watching Star Wars until like December of 2019 <laughs> when I got Disney+. Plus. I can confidently say that I've seen all nine of the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. at least four times. <laughs> and when I watch them, I watch them in order uh-huh. painfully. It's, it's just not the same if you don't. But it's it's one of those things that, like, it's the whole, like, fandom is mm-hmm. built on this, like, one huge shocker. Mm-hmm. And then the shocker is incorrect. But <laughs> I think that one's kind of a big, heavily contested and kind of a big deal within this Mandela effect examples. Right. I think one that's kind of similar to it is the Forrest Gump example. Mm-hmm. Um There's a quote in it where she says, life is like a box of chocolates, but instead she actually says in the film, life was like a box of chocolates, which also doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense. Don't know how that happened. How did we, how did we say that one wrong so many times? I think that one is hard because it is the end of the movie and that movie is like two and a (laughs) half hours long, number one, and that it's, it's a fleeting conversation you know mm-hmm. Forrest has that conversation and then it's on to the next thing right but I talked about this when we were doing our research I hate this line <laughs> I think no like a box of chocolate you know what you're gonna get you just turn the box over you just turn the box over <laughs> and in life you can't do that but this one I think this one is like super heavily contested because of that same idea that like it's a movie that every single person has seen mm-hmm. at least once. And, like, how do we all mess it up? 
This group think is the scariest thing. Oh, for sure. But no, um, my best friend and I went to the Mall of America. I remember I told you this during our research as well. Mm-hmm. We went to the Mall of America because we wanted to debunk this. And so we went to the Bubba Gump restaurant. We looked at the merch and it says life is like a box of chocolates. So I I think even the industry is a victim to the Mandela <laughs> effect. They They don't even know it. Well, and honestly, like, again, branding. <laughs> they can't mess it up. No. If everyone thinks it's one thing, they can't. No. They can't screw that up. But so those are just a couple examples of the Mandela effect. There's a list of 40 examples that we will be linking in our description that we got these from. But Paige, this was a good one to talk about. Totally. I think this is such a like interesting idea. Time travel scares me. <laughs> All, this, this whole always freaks me out. But so some of our sources today were from Healthline, Alternate Memories, Very Well Mind, Scholarpedia, and Forbes.com. Well, that's all we have for you today regarding the Mandela Effect. If you're interested in learning more, check out the links we have in our description or check it out on Reddit. If you're interested in more Cold Facts, Hot Takes, or St. Thomas News and Sports, visit TommyMedia.com. For Cold Facts, Hot Takes, I'm Mae McFarland with Paige Jurczyk. Thanks for listening. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.